Reset. 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 Reset with Omar Aldouri. Omar Aldouri. Welcome to Reset Talks with Omar Aldouri. I am your host covering everything sport, international and local. It's with great pleasure I introduce today Michelle Keen, manager of Vertil Boxing Hall. She's laughing and fidgeting in the background as I see her right now. Michelle, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> me and my fidgets. <laughs> I'll take 47 here live on the show. Um, Michelle, obviously we've, uh, we've known each other for a short period of time, but it feels like a lot's happened since then. And I always say that through every lesson is a blessing. But when COVID-19 hit, many of us faced challenges. You, for one, had to execute solutions when in the face of uncertainty, you know, it was, it was tough. Talk to me about mental fortitude. Um, mental fortitude is something that I teach every day, whether there's a virus or not. Um, and I think it's something that I've had to work on and something that I find is more valuable than anything else. Um, you can do anything if you have control of your mind and your mind doesn't control you. Um, so during this time, I was grateful. I was grateful that it's something I prioritized and um, have worked on because there was no way to foresee what has happened in the last, I guess you would say first half of the year because it really started around the world in Jan you know, December, January. Um, although it only really impacted us from uh, February, March. Yeah. Um, so we were closed for 78 days. 78 days of um, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. And I think every single day was just um, different. Um, every single moment was different. Um, and without mental fortitude and that ability for me to focus on what was important and what wasn't important and also not to be focusing on what others are doing. There was a lot of noise yeah. during this time from the press, from people online, like social media was the only way people could communicate. So it became very loud. Um, and what many may not know is that I'm, I'm an empath. So I'm very, very sensitive to um, people in general, um, and I'm sensitive to their feelings. And so even even in isolation, I felt it and it's, it's, it's easy to want to hide from that, but I can't. Well, talk to me about well, those challenges. Talk to me about the challenges that, that, you, that you faced that perhaps you had to mask because you, know, you have this responsibility to stay focused, stay on the ball. But what about Michelle? Talk to me about the challenges you had to face. Um, just showing up every single day um, because people rely on me. Um, my team relies on me and um, my community relies on me. So um, I had to show up whether I felt like it or not. And that was the main challenge. And to, to manage kind of how I show up. So I'm very much open to the whole concept is, you know, you need to love yourself and take care of yourself. But also, if, if you love yourself, pushing yourself is actually love. It's self-love. And I, I feel like that message gets hidden a lot because hard work is hard. 
and people struggle with hard work. But struggle is not bad. Pain is not bad. And you develop a weak mind if you allow yourself to break too many times. In the same way as um, when I run, I spend the entire time when I'm running arguing with myself that I should stop. I, I will not lie. I do the entire run saying, I'll just go to the next bridge and I'll walk. I'll just go to the next bridge and I'll walk. And then I'll be like, oh, you're not walking. Why would you walk? You can run 5K. What's wrong with you? And I, I will literally argue with myself because I know the moment I stop, I've allowed myself a mental break. And when you mental break, it becomes a habit. Just like anything else that you do, you form habits. Um, it's the same with the snooze button. Uh, when you hit the snooze button, you are subconsciously telling your mind that five minutes of sleep is more valuable than you getting up and doing what you either love or what's important and living. I mean, sleep isn't living. Sleep is what we'll do when we're dead. So at no point should that be at any point a priority. Um, and so it's, it's, it's managing those type of things. Um, I think I work probably harder in isolation than I do when we were out of isolation. And I work really long hours, but I had to get new glasses. I had to get eye drops because the screen time that I spent developing all the new products, uh, talking about it, communicating, checking in with people, um, developing social media stuff, designing stuff, writing stuff. Um, I worked probably 12 hours straight most days during the last 78, hour, uh, 78 days. And um, it was hard when I got up every morning and I thought, I don't actually have to be anywhere, <laughs> you know, where am I gonna go? But I do have to be somewhere, I have to be available at all times mm -hmm. um, and I think that was learning to manage that kind of pressure as well yeah was probably my biggest challenge and when managing that pressure how how did you find your form of detachment when did you detach to, to kind of give the quality that you give on the emails on the invitations on getting everything sorted on being you know efficient with everything how did you detach yourself from that so I, I kept to a schedule to make sure that um, I used my mind when it was at its best. And my mind's best from 5 a.m. till 12 p.m. Mm -hmm. So I'm most creative, I'm most alert, I'm most positive, I'm most optimistic during those times. And so I made sure that I didn't sleep in any day during that to make sure that I was utilizing my creativity, my, my emotions and all that stuff during that time to make sure I got everything I wanted done. If I wanted to detach, I would set aside time to allow my mind to kind of rest, um, especially during high um, anxiety moments. So um, obviously with the gym closed, there were a lot of moments when, you know, the landlord for the gym was calling me probably once a week. Mm. And no matter how I feel about the situation, I still had to take that call and I still had to listen to what you had to say and I still had to have some type of response. I had to have some type of plan, but I also still felt like I might be sick every time you called. So those are the moments I talk about or when the federal tax would email and I have to reply to that. I can't, you can't ignore these things, even though it's easy just to go back to bed and hide under the covers, that solves no problem. And it also does not make you grow any stronger and it makes things worse. And every time it would come, I would probably do two steps. Mm -hmm. So like if I saw an email on my phone, I would set it down. <laughs> I would leave it because my first response is always um, very anxious and emotional. 
Um, and I won't accomplish anything like that. So I, I, I digest all my emotions. I go through it, I'm like, okay, okay. And then um, I'll probably turn on like a thriller movie <laughs> because they're quite dynamic. So they, they help me separate my mind. So I'm a compartmentalizer, so I can move things to the side and focus on something else. So if I focus on that for a bit, and then I would come back to say the email and I would then digest it on a factual way. So I'd go through the email on a way to respond that was happened, that would help, that was proactive, um, that communicated well, uh, lacked emotion um, if it was necessary. And I kind of handled everything like that. Mm. Um, so whenever the landlord would call, I would answer, I would listen to what I have to say, I would let him know, I'll get back to him, I'd call him back. And then, so that way I took in what he had to say, I understood, and then I allowed my time to digest it, uh, create a plan, and then I would call him back. And then I would hope he wouldn't answer. <laughs> but, no, that's very interesting. Hi, it's me again. No, no further I like, along with this plan. <laughs> I, I like the way you've handled that. And I think to be honest, Michelle, like a lot of credit's got to go to you because I think when you develop the mental fortitude necessary, like to stay strong in the face of adversity, like we faced, we abate the fears of being in it. And I think that that balance of striking things from a distance, but also being able to manage it without getting emotional as soon as something comes through. So full credit to you. I have to also give a special shout out to the RBO community. Now, this has nothing to do with our friendship, okay? It's been a while since I've been part of a community like this. I'll, I'll tell you that honestly. And that's full credit to all the people who get involved from the staff to the community itself, the people who are in the class with me, uh, side by side, probably sweating and swearing and doing all sorts of stuff. So I've got to give a special shout out to them. Have you learned anything new about the RBO community from this experience? Learn anything new about them? Yeah. Um, yes, I spent a lot of time uh, reaching out to them individually mm -hmm. as well. Um, I find it's important that it comes from me too, not just my team. You know, I know they're doing it. I know that the girls and the coaches, everyone's very good at um, reaching out. But I think it's important from me as well to show them that I'm here and that I see them, that I recognize that they helped me build the business all this time and the community is not without them and um, finding out how they're dealing with it. So every single one of them dealt with it differently. Mm -hmm. um, and I think using kind of my experience from the past, I just wanted to help them um, realize that they weren't alone, but that also to realize that they can do things alone, mm -hmm. that they, they have the strength to do it alone and that it's time for them in isolation to learn to face things alone. Um, and that's how you build mental fortitude because I didn't want to, I'm not one to coddle. I don't think coddling helps anyone. I think that listening and having grace for people is, is the most important thing. Um, the world's so loud, no one ever listens. And I think listening is the, the greatest gift you can give people. Um, and so if you're gonna reach out to someone and they respond with a problem, I think it's important to invest time in listening to that problem, talking about that problem, using your own experience. Um, so the days that I would speak with, with clients were long and time consuming. And like I said, I'm an empath. So I felt their pain and their frustration and I wanted to help them. But I also have to recognize as well that I can't save them. They have to save themselves. So I wanted to make sure that every single person receives some type of, um, like know that they I'm there for them, but they need to also reach out to their community. They need to connect 
with all of us. You know, I'm not a therapist, I'm not licensed, I'm none of that. So I can't be that person, but I want them to know that they they can be their own person. They can they can take care of themselves, but they have to step up and do that. Hmm. So every single person kind of dealt with it differently. Some uh, completely went AWOL um, on their own trip. As long as they were well, I hope they are still well. Um, they still message and ask when the gym's opening, so I know they're there. But um, and some came to all the classes. Some were messaging constantly. Some are posting at the gym constantly. Um, some grew. Some shrinked away. Um, and I just think it's it's nice to see that our community is so diverse. You know, we don't just draw one type of person. Um, and it was nice to see the ones that kept coming to the classes, kept checking in, kept showing up. I also had clients that were, were paying for month digital memberships just to support the gym, even though they weren't nice. able to attend the classes. So there was a lot of humanity yeah. that I saw and that I still am seeing. And that comes from even my suppliers, from my personal landlord. And it's nice to see humanity rising amongst uh, a crisis. Yeah. And it's important to, to make sure that we, we duplicate that across the board. Yeah, well, I'm going to now take this to the coaches because i got a soft spot for the coaches, all right? Um, in order for the followers, listeners, and everyone who's tuned in now to get to know your coaches better, I'm going to throw a couple of things your way and I want you to tell me which coach it reminds you of. <laughs> okay? She looks nervously. Can I, can I just real quick say? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> My coaches, our coaches, our, our people... The coaches were amazing through all this. Yeah. They had their own struggles and I know all their struggles and I wanted to make sure I was there for them no matter what. But they showed up every single class and gave 100% energy and were exactly themselves even though I know their lives are different, their lives are changing, they're, they were struggling and they were in trouble and they still reached out to their community because that's the type of people we are. Yeah, shout out to the coaches, uh, Ryan, Walid, Ben, Jalal, Sam, and Louise. Did I miss anyone? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably get the comments or the, or the DMs. After. I always feel so much pressure when yeah. I go through I see you count them on your hands normally, you know? I know. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to throw things your way, and I want you to tell me which, which one it resonates with, which coach, okay? Who's got the <laughs> best playlist? Walid. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. All right, you do a lot of um, a lot of videos, a lot of social media content. Who's likely to have the most outtakes? Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Speaking of Ryan. Always swearing. Yeah, speaking of Ryan. Okay, next one is, who's the fashion queen? Who's likely to have like a pair of weird shorts or a t-shirt or something funky? Such a toss-up because, you know... Louise like is on it, but Waleed comes in sometimes with shorts and I'm like, man, are you going to a Gucci ball? Or... <laughs> okay, when you're in your meetings, who's likely to giggle just randomly? It's probably you, this one. Um. I have to say that Sam and Ryan are two little gossips in the middle of a meeting and they're always talking over me. Right, okay, so Sam and Ryan, we got that one. I like <laughs> so we're that gonna, one. We're gonna put them in the hot seat for that. <laughs> okay, yeah. Who's most likely to, to just forget stuff, whether it's himself, it's you know equipment or herself or whatever. Who's, who's most likely to forget stuff? 
Well, I can say this one without even thinking. <laughs> ben. Ben, Ben, Ben. Shout I out. love you, Ben. Shout out to Ben, Outbox. Um, yeah, I like that one. Okay, who's always late? Sam. We have a name for him. I'm at the traffic lights. <laughs> <laughs> and Okay, last one. Uh, who is the teacher's pet? Teacher's pet, teacher's pet. Uh, there are no teachers pet. Everyone's performance speaks for themselves. That's the manager talking. If they act, that's, if they act right. That's the manager talking. She 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 trying to get them on their ball. She's like, yeah yeah. None of them. They're all they're all working hard. They're all doing really well. And <laughs> she's giving me nonsense. This is not nonsense. If they do not perform, they know it. See, see, even the finger pointing, if you're watching this on Instagram, she's finger pointed right into the screen. Listen, I chose not to have children, but I have an entire gym full of them. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. And I got to give also um, a special mention because we haven't mentioned it today to Kisera. She's she's amazing, man. Honestly, she's uh, in, in, in Ramadan. She's done a lot. And, uh, and especially with me, just touching base. So I appreciate it, Sarah. Before we wrap up, before we wrap up, I want you to let us know what's coming up because now we're in a wave of positivity coming back to the gyms and everything. What's coming up? Where can we follow you guys? Well, I know I'm following you guys, but where can we follow you guys and where can we stay in touch with your latest news? Right, so we have a brand new schedule out um, and the gym's hours have changed. They're pretty much the same, but just because of curfew, I kind of tweaked a half hour there. And then with cleaning, yeah, with cleaning, we're closed in the middle of the day. So it's like siesta, you know, I feel like we're chilling. I'm going home for a nap, guys. Um, So we are taking all the precautions necessary and not even necessary like by a thousand percent. We, we want everyone to know that, yes, it's difficult to step outside of your house right now because we don't know what's going on. Is it safe? Is it not safe? Um, but yes, you should come to the gym. Everything is clean. I mean, if there's one person who is more OCD than me, I'd like to meet them because I am all over it and I have gone through the staff. I am watching the security cameras more than usual Mm -hmm. and I am following up with all of that. So everything is so clean and so safe and all the classes are reduced, there's social distancing, all the coaches, everyone has been trained, they're all certified, everything. Um, So I want that to be really, really clear. It is safe to come back here. And also if you don't wanna come back, I wanna know why. I want to hear as well. I want to hear what your concerns are. I want to know what's going through people's minds. And you can find us on Instagram at RealBoxingOnly. Website www.realboxingonly.com. And you can also get straight in touch with me, which is Mitch underscore RealBoxingOnly. Amazing. Thank you so much for being part of it. Get back to your schedule now and manage what you do as you do it every day, all day. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time out, Michelle. Uh, Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Stay strong. To reset. Reset. With Omar Alduri. Omar Alduri.